Are we ready for another exciting week? Lots of stuff going on this week. First and foremost, let's talk about something that Jamie Dimon is doing. We'll talk about the earnings for next week, the economic data. And of course, what did the All In Podcast have to say this weekend? Let's start with Jamie Dimon. Jamie Dimon is selling 1 million shares of JP Morgan Chase. Don't know if you know this, but he has run the company for nearly two decades and has never sold a share. Currently holds about 8.6 million shares. What does this mean? Is it a sign that JP Morgan's going down the tubes? I don't think so. I think this is a very smart man that realizes he's uh, not as young as he used to be, wants to set his family up and future generations up. I think this is very likely just, frankly, good tax planning. And uh, he is still going to be a very large shareholder at over seven and a half million shares. So I think this is nothing more than, frankly, good financial planning. Uh, but it was I was actually interested to see that Jamie has never sold. The fact that he's planning to sell a million shares starting next year is interesting. So, you know, kudos to you. You are known as the best banker on the planet. Uh, it's good to see that you are uh, executing an efficient uh, tax and, you know, tax planning or wealth planning or whatever. Estate planning. Estate planning. That was the word I was looking for. Did you see what Ford produced with EVs? More specifically, not what they produced. But just how much money they lose per EV? Folks, it is reported that in Q3, Ford Motor Company lost, lost $36,000 per vehicle. Mercedes saying that the EV market is brutal. There is a price war and frankly, the business is unsustainable with high rates and a price war. So it is very interesting to see as the economy softens, as clearly demand for EV, EVs shrink, what's gonna happen to the entire EV market. Folks, let's talk about uh, some economic data for the week. It's a big week. We got some housing data, lots of employment data. And of course we have a Fed meeting. So let's get into it. On Tuesday, we will get the Case-Shiller report it will undoubtedly show a positive number. Uh, keep in mind, this is for August. I would argue we are in a vastly different real estate market in October, which will basically be November when this gets reported. So this is August data, Case Shiller, months old, very different real estate market, but nonetheless, we will see home prices up again. We'd also get consumer confidence on Tuesday. Wednesday, we will get our first employment report. We will get the ADP report. Remember, remember, remember. The ADP report has been off the last three months, a couple of times high, one time low, and we just don't know. I frankly think the ADP report has almost nothing to do with Friday's US farm payrolls, but undoubtedly it will be market moving. Remember last month, ADP report came in low. I think it came in at like, 163 or something like that. And the non-farm payroll was like 360 or something of that nature. Where before that it was up at 512 and non-farm payroll was like 200 or something. So again, the ADP report has been massively off the last several months. We will also get the JOLTS report. 
what is going on with job openings and quits and all of that, that will be interesting. Remember again, last month it went up unexpectedly, which is something for all of us to think about. So again, very, very interesting. Uh, Thursday, uh, Wednesday, we also get the Fed rate decision. I've been on this one for a while. They're done raising. Uh, we're finally going to get validation of that, at least for this month on Wednesday. I think it's the press conference. The press conference will be market moving. I suspect Jerome Powell will be very hawkish. It will be a hawkish pause, but uh, we'll just see how hawkish he is. Because I don't think I don't think he can let the market know they're done. I think he has to continue to act tough, higher for longer will be the message of the day is my expectation. Thursday, we will get unemployment claims. They ticked up ever so slightly last week, but do we have a trend continuing or do they go back down? Um, we shall see. And then Friday is the big number. The big economic number of the week is U.S. non-form payrolls and the unemployment rate. Is it ticking up? What is going on with jobs, wages, all of that? As far as earnings go, we got a bunch of earnings next week. We got McDonald's, SoFi, and Simon Properties on Monday. Uh, McDonald's will be interesting. What's going on with the consumer? SoFi, again, one of those internet, uh, you know, um, digital finance companies. What's going on there? And then Simon Properties. What is going on with REITs and malls and things of that nature? Tuesday, Caterpillar, AMD, and Palantir. Uh, Caterpillar for me will be the interesting one. If you were going to see really a pullback in construction, I think Caterpillar would be one of the first places you see that. Uh, Wednesday, you will get Airbnb and PayPal. Airbnb will be interesting what's going on there. Thursday, we'll get Starbucks, Marriott, Apple, and Coinbase. Obviously, headlining Thursday will be Apple. Not to be outdone, though, is Starbucks. Remember, Starbucks has given color on China pretty much for the last six to eight quarters. What is going on with the Chinese consumer? How about mortgage rates, folks? There we have three forecasts for mortgage rates Q4 2024. So one year ago, one year from today. If you want to take a guess, go ahead and leave me a comment below. Just let me know what you think mortgage rates will be 12, 31, 24. So call it 14 months from today. Uh, according to Fannie Mae, they are forecasting 6.7%. Goldman Sachs, 6.8%. Maybe not to be surprised, we have Mortgage Bankers Association with a, with a far rosier picture saying 6.1, 6.1%. I personally will take the middle ground. I'll actually say 6.5%. So again, folks, if you want to play along, leave a comment below. Where do you think mortgage rates will be 12-31-2024? How about something from Virgin Atlantic? Virgin Atlantic has declared the Austin tech boom over. Austin tech boom over. How did they do that? Well, they have canceled the direct flight from London to Austin. Folks, if you don't know, for the longest time, Austin was seen as the next Silicon Valley, next tech hub. Uh, in fact, there was a flight that I used to take from San Jose, California to Austin, which was called the Nerd Bird, that was the nickname for all the folks going from the Valley to Austin and back. Uh, but it looks like Virgin Atlantic has canceled the route from London to Austin because demand is soft. Yes, a lot of folks are not longer going to London from Austin and vice versa. Uh, I saw an interesting uh, stat about the younger generation. Folks, you, you, I was going to say kids. That's 
not fair. 35 and under, young adults, 35 and under, have seen their median net worth increase 142% in the last three years. In between 2019, 2022, it has gone up 142%. Remember, percentages are very misleading. So what does that mean? Their net worth went from 16 grand to 39 grand. Again, this age group, at least to date, I think about 40% of them or so own a home. Uh, but again, uh, their net worth rose from 16 to 39 grand. A lot of that is savings and stocks and things of that nature. What is the All In Podcast saying? Well, if you get uh, into the All In Podcast and listen to it, they're basically saying private marks on private companies and unicorns are starting to be had. Basically, their estimations is a lot of companies need to take 50 to 80% write-downs. Companies need to get to uh, default alive, else they could be sold off for parts. So there's a lot of pain coming. Price resets. Again, we have a lot of pain coming in a lot of areas that uh, got used to 0% rates where risk was zero. Uh, so lots of, lots of pain coming. It's still you know, out there. We've been lucky enough on this channel to talk to some people involved in that, and they're like, the pain's not going to really crest until 2025. Uh, so a lot of stuff out there. And then finally, folks, there was an interesting article on CNBC uh, talking with the podcast hosts of Earn Your Leisure. Earn Your Leisure, Tony and Rashad. Uh, they run an excellent podcast called Earn Your Leisure. A couple of things that really caught my attention in this article was that there was kind of the idea that you might need $10 million to be financially free. I think, it's a, I think it's hard for most of us to think about having a million dollars. But now to think about having $10 million, I think that's pretty tough. But at the end of the day, it is a goal. If you can work that way and you don't get there, will you be in an okay spot at two or three? Absolutely. A couple other things from the article that I thought were worth highlighting is in, uh, investing is not just for the rich. I couldn't agree more. We need financial literacy. We need to make it... Uh, we need to make it cool to invest, to save, to create discretionary income and move forward. At the end, you need to make your money. You need to make money with your money. That's exactly right, is the only path to not working forever. So again, Tony and Rashad, if you haven't watched or listened to it, Earn Your Leisure podcast. Uh, it is a very well-respected and knowledgeable, and they bring on some great guests. So again, Earn Your Leisure Folks, have an amazing day. I actually had to record this on Saturday because we have a very ungodly early flight on Sunday. So I didn't want to miss it. Bye.